world-class guests, fascinating stories, inspiring messages. Welcome to Linda's Corner. My name is Linda Bjork, and today we're going to be talking about the power of love. I'm delighted to welcome special guest Juan Lee from the Washington, D.C. area. Juan is a transformational speaker, teacher, thought leader, and the author of Love Made Simple. You can connect with Juan at his website, juanleetheauthor.com, and I'll include a link in the description. Welcome, Juan. I'm so glad that you could join with me today. Thank you for having me. Hi, how are you today? Fantastic. I am having a great day. How about yourself? I'm great. It's great. It's, it's a little gloomy here, but it's fine. Isn't it nice that we can turn on the lights when it's gloomy outside? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a great thing. It's autumn and it's a little gloomy here too, but it's not gloomy when we're having an awesome conversation and having a great time and learning good things. So, you know, sometimes we just have to bring a, bring a little sunshine with us, right? You are absolutely correct because that's exactly what I intend to do is to share my experience of love with your audience. And that's what that does. It brings, hopefully it will bring some sunshine to everybody's experience that they are, you know, they're having today. Oh, good. Because we need some sunshine. So do you have a personal story that you want to share about why you're talking about love? Or are you going to explain how you make love simple? Where do you want to start? Oh, it's, it's, um, I, we can, we can start at the beginning. I mean, that's a very good place um, to start. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh boy. Um, my, that's so very interesting because my story, it's a beginning. It's a two parter. Okay. Um, it's my story and then it's my love story. Mm. Um, my story led me to the love story, my love story and my love story or my story basically is that I grew up basically struggling in the, with school. Um, I struggled all the way through school. I had an undiagnosed learning disability. Oh. Until it was undiagnosed until I was 37 years old. Okay. But that struggle um, forced me to ask some questions. I had been involved with religion and Christianity all my life and up until 17 years old, you know, it just didn't seem like it made a lot of sense to me. It was, it was confusing. Um, and it did not have any action that was on my part. There was no action to it. And, um, at 17, I was confused. I was disappointed. I was frustrated. I had low self-esteem. It was totally just helpless. And I didn't know where I was going to go. I didn't know what I was going to do. I wanted to be as far away from school as I possibly could. And I joined the Air Force. And lo and behold, a slap in the face, I ran right into school. Out of all of the branches, we spent 90% in classroom. That was basic training on through tech school. It was nothing but school. It was the best thing that ever happened to me. Wow. How come? Um, it really began to put me on a pace because I had never seen love at work before. And it began to show me what love is. And it showed me that love is a system that has attitudes that are common 
with everybody involved that would end up searching and seeking the exact same goal. And then I began to connect that with my experiences in religion and how there were things that were implied in religion, but never explained or demonstrated. And I began to see them in demonstration in the military. I'll give you an example. Um, the very first thing I had to learn in the military was going in the military required a sacrifice. You had to be willing to sacrifice to go into the military, to be a part of the military. For it to work, it requires a sacrifice. And what that sacrifice was the ultimate sacrifice. You had to be willing to give your life for others. And that was the first element of love that we all need to understand is, is it a sacrifice? We have to be willing to sacrifice. And so then I began to go on and then begin to these attitudes that were in a system that was in the military required humility. Because as I went into the military, I got down on myself more than I did the people around me because in the military it was about a unit. It was about a collection of people coming together, but you have to be humble enough to know that you need each other. You need one another. If you couldn't say, we didn't all do the same thing, but everything that I did was important for my fellow airmen to do their job. So it was about us bringing together our pieces together to come to a point where we would all meet the same objective, but putting our own portion in it. It was like, I was important, you were important. We were all important. We were not divided, but we were unified into what it was that we were trying to accomplish. And all of those things began to show me what love looks like. Because when you begin to give of yourself and what we ultimately are after is to being able to give of ourselves to one another. So the military resembled a lot like life. It was like, we all have a purpose, but we've all got to recognize what it was and what it is that we have to offer. And that was where I was frustrated in when I was going through school because I had no identity. I was all about measuring up to somebody else that I was not. And it wasn't until I realized that I'm unique. I have something that's uniquely different than everyone else, and I can't be compared. You can't compare me to someone else because my value is not in someone else. It's in who I am. It's what I have to offer. And that was when I began to lose some of those, um, that, that low self-esteem, that, that um, less than. I began to see myself as somebody who was important somebody who was necessary, somebody who had what that which was sufficient. And I didn't see myself as something less than at all. And I began to see who love allowed me to change my attitude towards not only myself, but in who I and how I saw others. Because I saw that I'm not like they are, but they also have something that I need. And that's what brought me to this point 
to realize that love is something about giving of yourself, not based on anybody else, but who you are, that very uniqueness that you had to offer. And that is so important. We have to figure out that first love is to ourselves. We have to recognize that I am lovable. I am worthy and deserving of love. I am worthy and deserving of belonging. It all starts with us. And you discovered that really facing those fears. And I love how you talk about different aspects of love and the uniqueness of different people. I've heard it described as we are, we're puzzle pieces. Have you ever put a puzzle together and then you find that there's one piece missing? Got lost last time you used it and it's hidden under a couch somewhere or thrown away. And then it doesn't matter if it's a 500-piece puzzle or a 5,000-piece puzzle or how tiny that piece was or how maybe insignificant you thought it was. Maybe it's a piece of the background and not a piece of that main thing. But without that piece, the whole picture is incomplete. And even though each puzzle piece is different, they're all necessary to complete it. We matter. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that, that, that system that you were referring to, even that puzzle example, mm-hmm. is that we realize through that process of going through putting that puzzle together is that we recognize that is that there is no insignificant, there's no insignificant pieces to a puzzle. Mm -mm. There aren't any. And this big thing called life requires us all to come together. We're in a very specific dispensation, a time and space that makes up humanity for this, for this time. And it's meant for us to come together using love to be able to bring the very best out of humanity and for humanity. And so, and that vessel is love. There are, there are, there are three C's that I like to, 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 um, to share with you as far as it relates to love and how love, the characteristics of love, love is a conduit. It's a, it's a chameleon and it's a choice. A chameleon is something that basically blends in. It really begins to, it it takes on whatever the circumstances that they are involved with, meaning that they will submit their selves to whatever is for the sake of the whole, for the benefit of all. That's what love does. Love sets that picture, that foundation that we're going to be successful collectively. And then it's a conduit. It's a conduit. It connects us one to another so we can flow. That, that gift can flow back and forth to one another without any worries of beg, uh, what's your motivation. The motivation of love is sincere and, and pure so that I get what you have and you receive what I have with no thought of what the intentions or mis, um, of mischiefness or mischiefness of being able to take advantage, feel taken advantage of. And then ultimately, the power of love is that it's a choice. Each and every one of us has the power to choose to love. No one can stop us. No one can prevent us. And no one can take it from us. If you want to love, there's no one that can stop you. It's 
in the it's 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 in a place where when you know who you are and that's why love starts with self when you know who you are and you're willing to give of that unconditional it's just it's just flows out of you having no concern about how it's being perceived or whether or not they view it as a weakness or not because typically in many cases people look at love as something strange because you would be giving of yourself instead of expecting something in return i don't need anything i don't want anything i'm whole and complete within myself and when i'm able to give out of that there is liberty there's power there's strength there's freedom and there's nobody can stop you powerful tool called love oh that is beautiful so how do we get to a place say i'm i'm struggling with school and i feel like i'm less than and i want to be all these things that you're describing how do i get from point a to point b the first step is to want help accept the fact that you need help that's a that's the first thing that we have to do is understand that we're not perfect we need help we're struggling because of what we don't know because of what we're unaware of and we have we have resources because one another we have resources with one another this is see the one of the things that caused me to do this is to take the mystery out of love it's right beside you it's for instance this opportunity that i'm having sharing here with you is just a demonstration of love one for another you're offering me an opportunity to share my gift my abilities with your audience i need you you need me we come together to come to to fulfill that giving of ourselves to one another we want we had to reach out to each other we had to reach out one had to say hey how about this yeah that sounds good but until someone reaches out no one knows what we have or what we have need of and so the first thing that we have to do is understand we have to be humble enough in addition of being humble is realizing that we got to say it's going to take some sacrifice nothing that we do is going to be without sacrifice if we want to accomplish anything we've got to determine what it is that we want and then begin to put things in place that would reach that end result but here's the thing it starts here with being able to say i need help a lot of people feel like we have to do it on our own life is not meant to be on our own we can't do this thing on our own and when we realize that we need one another the flood gates will open up and everything that we need is right here within our ability our, our connection that's what love does we're willing to receive it because it's freely given both ways i have something that you need you have something that i need and freely we give it with no expectations just a freeness of understanding that what we desire to begin to get our fulfillment is is sharing it you started your podcast because it was something that you wanted to share and guess what 
people want what you have. And when they acknowledge the fact that what you did benefits them, brings you fulfillment. Same thing with me. I have something. I'm offering it. And when I realize that people are gaining and realizing who they are, becoming their best selves, brings me fulfillment. It's just that simple. That is absolutely beautiful. So if I am brave enough and it takes courage to be able to open yourself up and say, you know what? I need other people and I need help from other people and I need wisdom from other people. So if I've taken that mental step, then are the people that I need, the right people just going to show up to me or do I search them out? Well, see, that's just it. Just that inkling, that idea of knowing that you need help, you're going to be viewing things differently from your prism, from your viewpoint now. See, you're going to see things that are inclined to be connect, that will connect to you. It's not like you have to really go out. It's basically changing the mindset, your attitude and your perspective as to how you see what you see, what it is you're exposing yourself to, how you expose yourself I see um, your library is behind you. Your book collage is behind you. One of them. Mine is in front of me. And then for the reason is, is that it's how we view what we read, what we hear, what we see. It determines how we will ingest it, how we will um, use it. And that's exactly what we are meant to do from our perspective. How we see stuff will then begin to see who we bring into our lives to help us. It's very, you know, it's, it's like, um, I think when I think about it, you begin to really begin to notice what's really important because you begin to focus on those things, those people that can add to you. You, you realize when you know you need help, you see that need in someone else and you, you begin to connect with those who have that which you need it's it's that ability to see them because it's 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 every one of us has a circle that they can draw on and even a good example of that is um linkedin are you on linkedin Uh, a little bit yeah yeah linkedin is a prime example because they have first and second and third level. If I know someone that knows someone else that knows that has what I need. See, it's a connection. It could be one and two, three links down, but it's just the fact that I've reached out to one who might know someone else who might know someone else who might be able to fill my need. It's that kind of connection that we should be able to instill even in our lives at every point in our lives. We are a conduit one to another that we can connect those things that we have need of and have the ability to give all at the same time. We are that conduit. Isn't that fascinating that it's simple and yet it's paradoxical? Because here we talked before about true love is being able to give of yourself without worrying about what's in it for me. I am giving because I find joy in it. I'm having a conversation with you because I love it. 
But here we are also saying that the way to get to that place is through opening ourselves to allow other people to, to give to us. So we have to be able to receive in order to give. And sometimes people struggle. It's like, no, don't give me anything because I want to do it all by myself. If I can't do it all by myself, then I am a failure and I'm not good enough because everyone ought to be able to do it by themselves. And really the answer is no, no one has to do it by themselves. And so once we open up our arms, open up our hearts, then things become a lot easier. But somehow that unlocking of the heart and the mind is quite challenging it's it's vulnerable it's you have to be vulnerable and that's another element of, of of love is it takes that ability and see the thing about it is is that when people open up we're we're quick to see the vulnerability but being able to first love yourself eliminates it really m minimizes that vulnerability because i am secure in who i am See, most people that have to accept or struggle with vulnerability is because I'm not secure with who I am. So then I'm going to open you up to something that I myself am not secure with. And so that makes it very vulnerable. But when you first begin to open, know yourself, know your strengths, your weaknesses, understand who you are as 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 simple as that might seem. I know it's difficult. Because it takes that ability to say, maybe I'm not all that I think I am. Maybe I do need help. And it's at that point when you realize that nobody is doing this thing by themselves. Nobody in life, there is no organization, no anything that exists by themselves in a vacuum. And to think that we being humans who want to connect with one another who desire to connect to one another on our own terms. But when we open it up to say, okay, it's not about these segmented types of societies or these segmented parts of our existence. It's about a collection. It's about the, the entirety of our society, of our, of our humanity that we need to draw on that means so much to us all being successful. Doesn't matter what it is that brings me fulfillment, when my fulfillment becomes real, that means it helps someone else. Isn't that cool? How it just kind of automatically pays it forward. It's the system. And it, that was the thing that I learned back in the military. Once you get in the system and understand that love is a system, it is, it repeats itself. It, re, it continues on and on and on and on because it has no agenda. Ooh, I like that. No agenda. And that makes you feel safe being a part of it. You can't win. I mean, you can't lose. And it's a win-win. I am a fan of win-win situations. I think for all of us, we desire <laughs> to be fulfilled in this experience called life. But it takes all it takes is us is a willingness to give what we have to one another. It's it's not a mystery. It's who we are. It's what we are. It's how we are meant to to function together in this time and space. That we can invest into humanity 
to prolong and to in, in, to move humanity down the road. That is awesome. And in this time and in this place right now, we need a lot more of what you are talking about because we have a lot of people who are feeling frightened and angry and blaming and all kinds of things that, that also create a system and a cycle. But the direction that that heads is very negative. And so we have to uh, be brave enough, courageous enough to stop, stop that treadmill and to turn and to take another path. And that is, that is actually what we're asking, really, isn't it? Is to say, let's stop, see where we're at, and take another path. And I think it starts with, as, as you mentioned, when we're feeling not in a good place, we start with ourselves. And we don't look outside and say, whose fault is it? Who, who did this to me? Who is not being fair to me? Who hurt me? Because those things don't heal us. Healing comes from the inside out. If I choose, I'm not going to be happy. I'm not going to be loving. I'm not going to be giving until the whole world changes and they all agree with me. Everyone needs to agree with my opinion. Everyone needs to agree with whatever. Then, then I'll be in a position to give. And that is never going to happen. And it doesn't work. That's it. Let me, can I just share with you there seven attitudes that I think if we can identify and recognize them in any circumstances, we can demonstrate love in our lives. Because again, these attitudes will then begin to form our perspective that will in turn then affect the way we respond to situations. And the first one is sacrifice, as we talked about. And then we talk about humility. And then we've spoken of this, another one is courage. And then the other one is caring. See, courage to do what we're talking about is to change the, the climate. Mm -hmm. And then to care is to care about the need to change the climate. Because mm -hmm. what we see here, we got to see that we need something. It has to be better than this. What we have right now is division. <laughs> but we have to want to come together to be, see, love, this love is for humanity. We have so many things that are in our society that is dividing us. And it starts, it goes with religion, it goes from religion to politics. It's divisive. And the fact of the matter is, if we don't change the desire to say, you can be whatever you want, but I love you. You can say that you align with anyone, but the one thing that we have in common is that we're all human. And we are all here together for a purpose, and that's to move humanity down the road, to advance humanity so that the next generation, that what we've, in, what we've invested into humanity is valuable to the next generation. We've got to have that desire to want to do that. And that takes a care. You've got to care to want to do that. And then it takes discipline. We've got to have this current, we've got to have a self-motivation to say, okay, that I'm going to be committed to this project, to the to the to humanity, and not my own own personal agenda. And then it's responsibility. We've got to own where we are. You know, if we don't, if we if we don't want to say 
that we if we don't like where we are, we've got to be able to say we're going to change it. And that's own some stuff. We've got to own some things because we didn't get here. We got it. We put ourselves here into this division and we've desired it to be what we've wanted it to be. But if we realize that it's not where we want to be, then we have to be responsible enough to say, okay, that was not where we want to be. That's not where we want to be now. And then the last one is tenacity. You know, love is tenacious. It will not fail. It will not fail. It, there, it doesn't give up. It doesn't quit. It doesn't matter what the circumstances are, the situation. It doesn't quit. And the thing about it is, it's guaranteed success. What does success mean if it's guaranteed success? It's, see, in my book, my book is called Love Made Simple, The Guide to Inner Peace, Contentment, and Success. Success starts with peace of mind. Oh, that's a when you can, when you can, when you can have that place in your mind where there's it's it's free from confusion. It begins to demonstrate or navigate you in a way that you can begin to see your value. That's the first place that we can begin to rest in. We can rest in the fact that our contentment is in. I'm got it. I'm at peace. I have a clarity of my mind that no matter what the situation and circumstances are that's going to confront me, I'm going to be able to navigate that. I think that's key. That's an assurance. You know, and then have my needs met, meaning that I'm confident in my abilities and my skills that I'm content with where I am as I continue to grow and to meet my potential that I'm going to be having my needs met at this point. And there is so many, I have so many people or um, so many uh, parts that I have access to that can ensure that that happens. Because see, I'm connected to you and you're connected to me. And all that means is that our needs collectively are gonna be met. We can do this thing. And that's what love is. It says to us that we are in this thing together and we are we need each other and together we can succeed. That is beautiful. And I love the part where you talk about inner peace and we have peace and clarity in our mind regardless of the circumstances and the situation. And I think that is key because as we're talking about, you know, society and thinking, oh, I can't fix society. I'm one person. I'm one person. I don't have the power to fix society. But I do have the power to have clarity and calmness in my head, regardless of the circumstances that I'm, that I'm faced with. And then from there, I'm going to have peace, regardless of what's going on out there. And then I can help share that peace. And together, the more people who are at peace the more peace is going to grow. Absolutely. You're, you begin to be the magnet that people want to attract themselves to. Mm -hmm. Because when, you, when they see you in the midst of a storm, being calm, being at peace, being, having clarity, understanding a lot of what, we, what I share with people has to do with understanding that life 
we need to be able to navigate it. And so it's not going to change. It's on a cycle too. Life is on a cycle. This thing called life is on a cycle. We're just plugged into it for our specific time. You know, and so when you understand that there are bad things are going to happen, things that we, I'm not even going to say bad, they're just things that are going to happen. And how we handle them are, are, are going to determine how we navigate through them. I mean, we're going through a pandemic right now. Pandemic 1800s, 1818. They did it too. People, look, this is no new stuff here. Right. It's just new in the last hundred years. But the fact of the matter is, is that we've got to navigate it. The next generation is going to have their own thing that they're going to have to navigate. How will we have left them in a place that they can prepare for that, 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 that situation that could be as, as, you know, this has been pretty traumatic for a lot of people, mm-hmm. but we've got to be able to maintain peace in the midst of it. I agree. Absolutely and completely. And I love that there's a way to do it. And love's the key. And that is empowering. Love's the key. It is. It gives us all of that thing that we have in common. That thing that we have in common. That draws us to one another. If only we would look to see the things that we... That humanity. Mm-hmm. That thing that's... Look... It doesn't matter where you're from, where you, what you do. It's about the fact that you and I are human. We and we're here. And we're here for a purpose. And that purpose. And I think that's another thing. We have to understand that the purpose that we're here for is to protect humanity. We, we don't have to imagine that. We don't have to think about that. We don't have to. We don't have to be unclear about the fact as to why we're here. We're, this thing called, this experience that we're having, it's temporary. The only thing that's, the only thing that's going to exist past my temporary experience is humanity. If we don't, if we don't invest into humanity, we have the power to, to, to destroy humanity. But we also have the, the, the power to preserve it and protect it. And that's what our role is. The generation before us, they protected it enough for us to get here so that we can protect it for the next generation, being the constant of humanity from the past to the present to the future. Part of that conduit where it comes that to conduit, us, that conduit, that we big, flow and it goes through that us. big cycle, that system call life that we've experienced the past experience the present is experiencing it and the future up to us to make sure that they experience it that is fantastic well thank you Juan you've given excellent insight and lots of thoughts to be chewing on and we have something to do don't we (laughs) we have a purpose we have a job to do. So thank you for being here and for sharing how and why and what we ought to be doing. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. It has been a pleasure. In closing, I'd like to share a quote by Martin Luther King Jr. 
He said, darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. Today, I invite you to open your heart to love and light. See you next time on Linda's Corner.